to the Unstuck Podcast, where we help you free your mind from what's holding you back. Well, happy Tuesday, everybody. We're so thankful that you're joining us on this new edition of the Unstuck Podcast. I am uh, sitting here. We are still quarantined at home, aren't we, babe? We sure are. Yeah, but uh, I don't know anybody better to be quarantined with than you. I don't know about right now. I just finished working out. No, no, no. It's all right. Uh, uh, her, I hope I don't smell bad. Not, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it's hard to smell bad when you look that good, babe. It's just easy to overlook, you know? <laughs> I got her tickled this morning. So it is Tuesday morning. We're recording this on the Tuesday in which you are going to hear this, or at least since we're going to release that. You may not hear it on a Tuesday, but we are releasing this podcast today. And, you know, uh, because we're in this uh, culture of the unknown right now, we wanted to do a podcast that is um, basically three steps to help you expand, grow, think outside the box. And so we, you know, for the lack of better uh, titles for this, we're just going to call this the three P's of quarantine, <laughs> the three P's of quarantine, because, you know, there's so many challenges that people are facing right now that is, wow. Yeah. I mean, job loss, um, I, I mean, the untold amount of things that people are facing right now with the loss of income, not knowing what is next for their life. And we wanted to think about some things that maybe for you who are entrepreneurs, the, um, that maybe you could even start a new business, maybe think outside the box here to really pull in some income. And for those of you who are running your companies or businesses or your nonprofits from home, how can you better uh, really capitalize on being at home and having this extra time to think? And so anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the three P's and my lovely lady is going to take us down the journey on the very first one and we're calling it purpose, babe. So let's talk about purpose today. Purpose. Yeah, a big word, it you know. It is a big word. Yeah. And I know we mentioned, you know, your company or your your entrepreneur or yourself, this could really apply. These could really apply. You can apply these principles to your family element, your individual personal Absolutely. development. If you're leading a team, if you're leading um, leaders that lead teams, just take it and apply it to, to wherever you need. So don't feel like if you don't fit into a certain category today, you need to cut it off. Um, Cause I really feel like we could, I mean, purpose there's, there's a new purpose to our family unit in this time. You know, there's a new Absolutely. purpose to everything. So I'm going to move <clears> forward <throat> with that. So purpose, um, continually remind your team, your family, um, yourself, your unit, whatever it is you're doing, continually remind them of their purpose. And we've mentioned before, Simon Sinek teaches us that the why matters more than the what or the how and really even more than the win. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the why is so important. Many leaders, many leaders have different versions of podcasts and teaching on that. Um, you know, and we lead a nonprofit that is a church. Even the Bible says, write the vision down, make it plain. Yes. Um, so what is the purpose? This goes beyond a simple mission statement. It's really the reason you exist. It's the culture you want to grow, not just what you want to maintain in this time. So 
leaders don't stop. You're continually moving forward or backwards. So what are you growing? We're not maintaining anything right now. Where are you leading your team, your family, your unit, yourself? Where are you going today, tomorrow, this week? And babe, you know, I want to say, stop, inter- I mean, interject right here and say, I think that right there is going to be key. You know, it's so easy right now to just go, oh my gosh, how do we just maintain this without it falling apart, without the wheels falling off? But that's the thing. You don't have to just maintain in this. You can actually move things forward uh, with reminding yourself of your purpose. And we can get to the other things in just a moment because I definitely want you to finish. But I I just wanted to remind people, this is not a time to maintain. This is a time to reinvent and reinvigorate purpose that maybe people have forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So as a leader, you want to be very clear about purpose in crisis. Yes. If you're not clear, whether, like I said, whether it's something you're working on for yourself or whether it's your family or your team, if you're not clear, what happens is the anxiety will increase Mm. because people don't know the next step. People don't know why are we here? What are we doing? Where are we going? All those questions, you know, from the very initial quote. Um, So people want to know the what. (laughs) Absolutely. What is going on? Why am I doing it? Um, So just be sure to make it as clear as you can. Um, And and this is where in the crisis, the the more natural born leaders, or if you're not, you don't have that natural element, the leaders that are willing to do the work and sharpen those skills will emerge because in in the crisis, this is when our real purpose is going to be revealed. Absolutely. It's all new. No one's been there before. It's uncharted territory. So truly there's things that are being pioneered through that have never, that have never happened before. Yes. Which is am- We've it, never it's beautiful for Easter. That's correct. In church. You know, in the history of right. my life, but all the way back down, it, they may not have meant that that was a choice. It wasn't due to a pandemic. No, of course, know? it wasn't a mandatory so. quarantine. You're right. And, you know, even for teams, for the first time, they have to meet virtually. It's not just mm-hmm. a choice of, oh, we couldn't get everybody together this week. Let's do it virtually. No, this is a mandate. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 forcing better communication. It's forcing people to tighten up, even being online, of making sure you're attentive, making sure you're present. Mm-hmm. But in that process, reminding them of their purpose again, which is our very first P here, reminding of their purpose helps people refocus that. I heard someone talking about how, you know, there were all those quotes about how year 2020 is clear vision, clear vision. Well, it's definitely slowed down and forced clarity. Come on. In a lot of areas of people's lives. Yeah, we did hear Um, that, didn't we? So we, you know, some people jokingly said it, some people probably more seriously said it, but either way, I don't think anyone interpreted that clarity coming this way. In this in this magnitude. Like this. Yeah, in this magnitude. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, and I just want to wrap up purpose with um, just an example. If you think about when you were a kid and you'd be outside playing with the magnifying glass. So the power of purpose is similar to the energy of light focused through a magnifying glass. Light diffused has little use, but when the energy is concentrated, like it is in the magnifying glass, that same light can set fire to paper. So good. So I, I don't, there's just no way to expound to me on that example. No, it's so good. Well, um, uh, you know, I guess I would ask it like this. And so is your purpose at this moment, whatever you're leading, 
Does your purpose or will your purpose light people's hearts on fire? If not, we want to encourage you, refine it until it does. Refine it until it does. You know, some people, babe, and I heard Michael Pitts say this yesterday, some people are defined by their days while some days are defined by their people. And the truth is we are in the days right now that either you're going to be defined by those days or you're going to define the days. Mm-hmm. One of the two are going to happen. And we're encouraging you today, figure out a way to define your days and not be defined by them. We can't be leaders who got swallowed up in the coronavirus. We have to be leaders who swallowed up the coronavirus. Uh, now that sounded a little like we're going to get infected, but you know what I mean? We overtake it. <laughs> My wife is laughing so hard at me right now because she knows I like to put little statements together and that one it might dumb. have backfired. Yeah. <laughs> we want to swallow up. No, we don't want to swallow it up and be infected, but we know I what I, we, that one quote coming out of this that, podcast. Of course, viral. that would be the one thing that somebody it was would on video. Oh, would have that clip over and over. And oh man, it would be, and it would be a, somebody, a bowl of cereal and in it, the little coronavirus, the little thing you've seen that looks like the virus, people scooping it in. Yeah. But no, we want to overwhelm this thing by purpose. We don't want to be overwhelmed by this thing. So the next part for us, uh, if we have a purpose, then we, we have to go to the next P, which we're going to call that a plan. And it seems so simplistic, but I'm blown away by the lack of planning in this and the lack of, I mean, it's just amazing that we have uh, companies and organizations going, oh my gosh, what do we do now that we have to be virtual? Well, we live in a virtual world. How are we not prepared for that to begin with? So let's talk about that, okay? So once purpose is clarified and reinforced, uh, my next question is, what is the plan to lead us through crisis? What strategies have each of your team members? And that's the key. You don't have to be the only voice. What strategies do each of your team members come up with to fortify their areas of influence. I'm not responsible. Let me rephrase that statement. I am responsible for the whole, but I cannot uh, micromanage everything and it grow in a healthy manner. So I have to trust my team members to look at their area of influence and come up with a plan uh, to fortify, reinforce the purpose and to take it even further. And we'll talk about the process in just a moment. So I've got to trust my team members. And then, of course, we give oversight. So I I say it like this. A plan is developed with people who have foresight and insight about that which they've been given oversight. Let me say it again. A plan is developed with people, with people who have foresight and insight about that which they've been given oversight. See, we understand not everyone is qualified to develop a plan, but we get that, okay? There's a difference between ideation and a plan. A lot of ideas come out, but what about the plan to make the ideas flourish? So what we have to do is find those people who have developed a plan that has worked and ask them to help you. Now, I'm talking about, you know, maybe you're in this time where you go, dude, I don't have team members right now. It's just me, What do I do if it's just me? Well, you are your greatest team member. Hear that. You are your greatest team member if you are sitting there alone, starting a new company, trying to keep the company you have going. Right now, you're your greatest ally. So think 
of ways, and I've got a couple of, uh, I've got an idea here for you. Think of ways to invite people in to talking about a plan. But here's the thing. Find people that has had a plan that has worked for them, not just your best buddy who comes up with an idea every now and then. I'm talking about people that are qualified. Now, if you had plenty of time to just spitball things with a buddy and you guys are just kind of come up with, that's one thing. I'm talking about in this crisis mode where you do not have minutes to spare, Find people that are qualified and then offer to compensate them for their insight and time. You go, Matt, I've got to pay these people. Of course, you're not paying them for work. You're paying them for knowledge. You're paying them for wisdom. You're paying them for their brain, what they were able to give to you. So use a third party service. I mean, Fiverr is amazing for things like this. Help them uh, use these third party services to help you rewrite or modify your plans. You can even contract think tanks to help you build and expand on your plan, but you have to get the plan in place. So here's the thing. Plans are developed by leaders and executed by managers. But again, what if you are the leader and the manager? Then you do both, but you have to be on the front end in developing that plan. I would add to that. Please. I would add to that. Um, when you're planning, look at the elements that you can control because right now there are a lot of things out of our control. Um, you know, if you used to travel for a living to do things, well, travel is not a thing right now. That's right. Um, people are not accepting guests. And if you are traveling, you're going to be one of probably five people on the airplane. So, You can't control that, but what can you control? If you were traveling in sales before, can you move that now to online? I love it. So just look at the elements you can control when you go into your planning and your your process, which is what you're fixing to wrap up with. No, I love that. And I think the whole thing of look at what you control, with that plan, you just probably removed a ton of pressure mm-hmm. uh, because I can totally see if I, if I, but you're asking me to plan around things I can't control. Okay, but what can we control? Mm-hmm. That is so key. So um, within that plan, then you begin to inspect what you expect. So you've written your plan or you're working on your plan. Then we're going to ask you to inspect what you expect. Okay. Uh, And the inspecting actually comes in the next part of this talk, which is process. Well, what is process? So let's go back over it real quick. So we've talked about purpose. We've talked about a plan. Now let's talk about process. So after the purpose and plan have been clarified, what processes, or another way to say this would be is what systems do you have in place or need to develop to uphold the purpose and plan? Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley says it like this, the, the system down the hall is more important than the mission on the wall. Absolutely. Now, I used to fight against that and go, no, man, mission's the most important thing until I realized, well, you know, first of all, Andy's right, <laughs> period, all yeah. the time. Oh, uh, I've never, <laughs> it's hard to argue with the guy who has grown an organization to 30,000 people uh, in multiple locations. Uh, you know, I used to fight that all the time and go, but mission is so important. Yeah, but as great as your mission is, if you don't have something to support that, the mission falls apart. Mm-hmm. So the system actually is more important than the mission. So, or at least they work so hand in hand together to make it happen. So the system is something you're going to have to develop and going to have to rewrite based on 
what Dr. Fauci, who is giving the presidential briefings along with President Trump almost every day, if not every day, I love his quote about this. Now, I know this is about the epidemic, but we can learn great things by listening to leaders. Dr. Fauci made a statement. He says, when we get new data, we upgrade our models. When we get new data, we upgrade our models. Well, if there's one thing that every business, every clergyman, every CEO, every CFO, every COO, uh, every mom, every dad, if there's something that we've all gotten, we've gotten new data. So now that we have new data, how do we upgrade our models? Another way to say it is, how do we upgrade or reinforce our systems? Why do we have to do this? Because our normal was not good enough. Our normal wasn't good enough. It was good for a stable economy. It was good for a stable business. It was good for a fun work environment. It was good for then, but it is not good enough for now. So in other words, new data means new method. We cannot sustain our organizations on what was in order to take us to what will be. See, the only difference between an organization that plateaus and dies is the leader's ability to see ahead to the next hurdle or systemic opportunity. Now, we call it a systemic opportunity because we don't like to use the word problem around here. Rick Warren says we don't have problems in ministry or in organization. We have opportunities. Mm -hmm. And what the word opportunity does, it takes the sting out of everything that's going wrong and saying, okay, how do we do this as a team now? And teams love working on opportunities and they do problems. It's just a cultural thing that we try to use here, even within our organization. So leaders look at the next systemic opportunity and figure out how do we strengthen our systems? How do we develop a new model to see this thing through. So what do we mean by new models and new processes? Okay, just a few ideas. Your call or communication funnels have to be reinvigorated. How are you staying connected to your tribe, your customers, or your client base? Uh, We have to think about the way we interact with quarantine customers or clients. We have to think, uh, rethink how we sell merchandise, how we market things. This would be a great way and a great day to reinvigorate that old email list. You see, Amber did some research on the email list a few months ago, and uh, she come, she brought up some really neat points. And babe, if I, I did not have this in my notes here, so if I really blunder over this, my apologies. But you just reminded me that if, uh, if we lost Facebook tomorrow, if, if Twitter went down, if Instagram was gone, there's one thing that has stood the test of time when other like uh, social networks have come and gone. Many of them we've never even heard of because they were up one day and gone the next. Mm-hmm. If social media failed tomorrow, there's one thing that we all have the power of that will not fail that we're aware of, and that is the email. So I want to encourage you guys, reinvigorate that email, okay? Less and less people use it. That means you have a bigger voice in what was once a very noisy world. So reinvigorate that email list. Again, that is part of your process. So just think about that, okay? Uh, Instead of posting things like, buy this from me, post a one-minute video and ask how how people are doing within your organization, how people are doing within your clientele. Uh, Let them know how you're working hard uh, to share service and or how working hard to service them. And maybe a couple of ways that you're doing that. If you run a nonprofit, these same principles apply. 
So again, you've got to relook at your processes, your systems. And again, systems is not just the what we do. The systems is how we do it. How do we sustain it? What is our call funnels, our email list look like? What is our infrastructure? So we have to develop a new infrastructure in this time. So let's go back and think about this. In crisis, we have to know what our purpose is. We have to know what our plan is. And we have to know what our process is. And within that process, every person has to commit to the system. Uh, If there's one pushback that my team gives me, it's that Matt hates systems. Well, it's not that I hate them. It's just that it's hard for me to wrap my head around them because I'm the creative person. I'm uh, one minute on the left, one minute on the right, one minute in front, one minute in back. One day I'm up, one day I'm down. What I mean by that is I'm all over the place with my brain. So my my tendency is to not marry a system. But in this time frame, uh, I'm marrying a system the best that I know how to. And even when we uh, get back to doing our normal stuff, which I don't know if we will ever be back to what you call normal, but nonetheless, uh, I know that systems are going to play even a greater role uh, so that we never get caught up in a place where we go, oh gosh, what do we do next? Because we're going to develop systems as a safety net. What if, before we leave you today, what if we were to have a side system for crisis that we go, this is where we go to if crisis or when crisis yeah. happens, because here's the thing. This has probably exposed that inside oh, companies. Yeah. Yes, it has. Thankfully, we were actually prepared in a lot of ways. We had the technology to immediately stay connected. Yes. But in our world, which is the church world, so many people were caught, for the lack of a better term, with their pants down. And they had no... Like they were not ready for this at all. They were not ready. Uh, In fact, a friend of mine said in his county, uh, he is the only church that is still live streaming his services. The other churches simply put on their marquees, closed until further notice. That is being caught with your pants down. That is being caught in a situation where, and now what will happen is when these people meet back together, they will wonder where their congregations went because they did not have a system prepared to continue ministering to those. The same thing happens in every aspect of our world. We have to have the right purpose, the right plan, and the right processes. So any closing thoughts, babe? No, I think that wraps it up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. We so appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share this show on your socials. We look forward to being with you again next week.